Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 16, From Bud to Blossom with Janet Zapala. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready? Set? Go. Today's special guest is not only one of my dearest friends and was a mentor to me when I was in television news. She's an award-winning television news journalist. She's won six Emmy Awards. And she's the anchor of Your Health Matters. She's got an amazing cookbook she's going to tell us all about. She is a dating diva like no other. And best of all, and what makes her the diva of the divas, is that she has a passion for having a healthy lifestyle which inspires all of us more than you would ever, ever imagine. Welcome, one of my besties, <laughs> Janet Zapala. You hey. have I am cracking up. You are so funny. What a wonderful oh, I speak intro. the truth, girl. So that's that. <laughs> Thank you. That was so sweet of you. So great to be on, Mindy. I know. I'm so excited to have you. So you and I have known each other pretty much my entire career, I think. I met you like when I was just starting out in TV news. You took me under your wing very gracefully and generously so and taught me the ropes and have really been like a big sister to me in so many ways. So you're always, always going to be near and dear to my heart. But for those of the audience who don't know you, Janet, who are now on the West Coast, you made a beautiful life there for yourself. You kind of went back to your roots, right? Um, Share a little bit about, in a nutshell, like uh, sort of about where you are today, what your romance status is, like, you know, maybe a teeny little snippet of some of your romantic history, just so we can kind of gauge of where you are. I'm very happy. I've met the love of my life. We just got a new place in Florida. Mazel. There it is in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you could go a little deeper than that. Sorry for, you're obviously, you've got a beautiful son. You were, you lived in Denver. You were married when you lived there. You were married when you lived in Philly. Now you've met in another relationship. You're super lucky to have met this gentleman. Can you share a little bit more about that? Absolutely. In fact, okay. you're right. Um, I was in Denver, and that's where I met my son's father, and we're still friends to this day. My son is now an attorney in Miami, so I mentioned to you Florida, and that is the impetus for buying a place in Florida is to be closer to my son so I can see him more than two or three times a year. And yeah. any mother out there like you, you know your kids are still with you. You're so lucky. But before you know it, they, they fly the coop, and yeah. you have to, obviously, that's what's supposed to happen in life you give them a good foundation and then they they take their wings and they fly away but 
now I'm getting to the point where he's getting very serious with a young lady and I'm not sure he's going to come back to California because her whole family's there. So you know how mm -hmm. it is with family. For me, it's the biggest thing. It's the most important thing, the top priority. So uh, yeah, so I met his dad in Denver and, and like I say, he's an attorney. My son is an attorney now in Miami. I'm here in the Palm Springs area and have been for the last six years after I left Philadelphia, and I still miss it. Philly uh, did, did so many things for me. It will always have a place in my heart, and my kids were raised there. So my son, even though he's in Miami, still roots for the Eagles, still roots for Aww. the Phillies, and yeah. still roots for the Flyers. Yeah. So they'll always have a bit of Philly in them, always. And in fact, a lot of his friends from Philly that he grew up with are in uh, Miami now, too. So really? they go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of cool. Philly in Miami. That's but, wonderful. Uh, yeah. I want to go to my, I want to go to Florida one day too. That's my, that's my exit strategy for myself. Like when my, when my youngest is in high school, I am putting my house up for sale and I'm, I'm ending up somewhere in Florida. I love, 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 love that seat. That's there awesome. is nothing not to love as far as I'm concerned, except some would say the humidity, but it's only True. a few months out of the year. Exactly. Um, and there's always a top knot. There's, you can't go wrong with that, with your hair. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or a hat. <laughs> Those are things that are so important. You know, so we have to remember that. That's right. <laughs> exactly. It's all yeah, about it's the hair. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. And I go there two or three times a year and love it. And now that we're going to have a place there as well, it will be a second residence. But I'm going to be there quite a bit, though. I'm a California girl, as you know, and still love yep. it here. But we'll be that much closer to Philly as well. And my daughter is still in Philadelphia. That's right. So it'll be yeah, much easier for me to go to Philadelphia now and her to come to Florida. So That's yeah, great. things are going well. I wrote the book. You mentioned my cookbook. I wrote that book 10 years ago. I cannot believe it. In May of 2010, it was published. Wow. And I look back on that. I know it seems like yesterday, it took me over a year to write this book. I took work off and just wrote the book and focused on that. And you know, as an author, that it's all consuming when mm -hmm. you write a book and with mm -hmm. writing a cookbook obviously you have to go back and forth with the recipes and so that was time consuming but i i wrote it because i wanted to dedicate it to my mom mm -hmm. who passed away with cancer as you know a few years ago and she was a spectacular cook and even more importantly she was a spectacular person so you know we're all motivated by different things in life and when certain people in your life motivate you uh it's not hard to do something it's not hard to accomplish because it's more of a, a, a labor of love and that's, that's very true it doesn't seem like work right when it's something that you right. like truly passionate about and love doing yeah very yeah. true very yeah. true so tell us how you met your love of your life, this gentleman. I've yet to meet and I'm dying to meet. Who will, be, who will remain nameless for the podcast purposes, but nevertheless, <laughs> fill right. us in as dating divas like yourself. <laughs> we want to know. He seems like quite the catch you reeled in there, Janice Apollo. I have to tell you, I, and I've never been really good at fishing, but this one, I caught a big one. I'm telling you, this was the catch It's of not the a day. shark though, so that's good. <laughs> he doesn't have teeth that's, that cut, right? Well, not so far. We've been together now for almost a year, so awesome. we know each other pretty well. And yeah, he was the catch of my life, actually. He is just an amazing man. We met sort of through a mutual friend. We were mm -hmm. very lucky. And mm -hmm. um, there you are. I see you. Hi. <laughs> we're on Zoom, everybody, taping yes. this. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, back to him, um, you know, I think we're all destined if we're looking and we're open to it more if we're open to it, we're destined to meeting that special person in our life, but it takes patience. And after my divorce, I was single pretty much for almost eight years. 
That's a long time. Did you date at all anybody in that time frame? Very little. In fact, at one point I was thinking of be joining the uh, the convent because I was. (laughs) (laughs) I say that too, but I'm Jewish. So wait, um, (laughs) let me back. Let me back up a second. So in that in the eight years. When you're on the air, like nobody, no, you didn't have any suitors that used to, sh- I used to have people like roll into the station thinking like I was going to go out with them. For, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little freaky, right? Did you have any of that? Can you share with I us a, a couple yeah. fun anecdotes? Okay. I can definitely agree with you and identify with what you're saying, Mindy, because that's true. Unfortunately, they weren't the right ones. And you know, pretty quickly, yeah. if someone's yeah. either going to, if you're going to click with someone. And I don't want to waste anyone's time. So a few of those people have become good friends of mine, actually. Oh, that's nice. So so give give me some advice and others listening. How do you switch, shift the gear from drive to reverse? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reverse without going into a, a like a brick wall like how does that happen because a lot of people I've dated that I don't necessarily like feel romantically connected to like you know like you say you can kind of tell off the bat um but then I was like but they're cool people like I'd love to be friends with them but then I feel like you know I don't know if it necessarily works out in that way because then their feelings get hurt they wanted more like how do you do that and that's a good question because a lot of men who are interested you into you and they're into you romantically and they're attracted to you, uh, they want more, obviously. So they're not really into the let's be friends kind of thing. Yeah. But if there is some sort of connection on that level, then you should feel comfortable enough to at least let him know that it's not going to work out romantically because I don't feel there's a connection. Because to me, it's all about honesty. You have yeah. to tread lightly because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, as you say. Right. But if you feel the person is worth it, and you feel that there is potential there for some sort of relationship, even though it's not going to be romantic, at least give it a shot. And I've done that and it's worked. And, you know, in some situations it hasn't where guys will just say, you know, that's not what I'm looking for. And I I just can't be friends with you. And then you part ways. But if you find someone of quality that you feel that could be a good friend, because as we all know, and as my mother rest her soul used to say to me when I was much younger, if -hmm. you find three true friends in your life, count yourself lucky. So it it doesn't matter whether it's female or male. If you connect with someone on whatever level it is, and it's a quality person, I say, go for it and see what happens. But to find that person that really checks all the boxes that you're attracted to, because obviously that's important. You have to have that physical chemistry as well. But more importantly to me, it's about who that person is, their character. So you have to look for that and you have to give it time. And I used to be very compulsive. I used to just think, oh, I'm not attracted to him. So there's nothing there and I'm moving on. And I'm like I, that. I'm exactly yeah. that way, which isn't good, right? I mean, it, I don't you, think so. I, I, people I, say you need to give people more chances. Not that I'm like mean, but they're like, you need to give them a chance. Don't make a decision yet. Just give it another chance and just be open-minded. But I know because your time's limited. And I think like when you're a little older, like I'm in my forties and you've been around the block a couple of times, especially if you've been married, you sort of have a a gut feeling if it's going to be a click or not. But sometimes like, you know, like you say, it takes a little bit of marination, if you will. Right. Very good. That's a very way, good way to put it. Maybe. Well, you're a <laughs> chef, Janet, cook, well, we- book, author. I was trying to use a culinary. <laughs> I love it. Keep it in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Especially if it's like sex. That. Just kidding. <laughs> 
marination <laughs> does take time when you're marinating your food, your whatever it is, a fish or, or chicken yeah. or meat, beef, yeah. whatever. It takes time to tenderize and to get flavorful and to really, you know, uh, get to the point where it's right. And I think that also pertains to people. But as you say, you know, you don't want to waste your time. And you don't want to, more importantly, you don't want to waste other people's time. And if you really know in your gut, you can't, you know, you got to move on, but you have to be honest and true to yourself. Is this going to work? Do you think there's any potential? You have right. to ask yourself that first. And if you really feel that there isn't, then you need to cut it off and say, look, and I'm going to be honest with you. There's nothing there. And then let the guy kind of decide what he wants to do as well at that point, because if he's interested in you romantically, then it's really incumbent upon him to make the decision. I can still be friends with this woman or no, I, I can't, there's no way I need more and he'll move on. So give right. him the option of deciding. It's okay. not all up to us. That's a good, that's good advice. I, I appreciate that. I'll be, I'll take that into account. I often feel so bad sort of telling people that it's not a fit. And I have friends that I don't do this because I think it's mean. Um, it's an easy way out, but some of my friends that are single, sometimes ghost guys that they don't like, you know, and then uh, I just think that's kind of mean because someone spends the rude. time to get to know you a little bit. Like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, to ghost someone, it's taking the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah. Have to think about the other person. How do you feel when someone goes to you? It's really, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, we're worse. adults. There's no reason for that. Exactly. Well, it's worse than trying to be honest with someone and saying, you know, I think you're wonderful and you have so many attributes and really accentuate the positive about that person. So you don't strip them of their self-esteem, you know, you right. have to say, I love this about you and you have so much going for you, but you know, we need chemistry and I just don't feel it's there. So I don't want to waste your time, but I so appreciate you being interested. And, uh, and I know you're going to find that right person. Just, mm -hmm. it's about, it's a matter of patience and it's a matter of honesty, being honest with yourself and being honest with that other person. Absolutely. So let's go back to the patience thought. So in the eight years, it sounds like you gave that a lot of, you know, you, you endured a lot of patience. You obviously practiced a lot of patience. So um, was that difficult? Because I find that to be sometimes hard for me as everybody, you know, you want everything now, 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 what yeah. is my career or my book, like my whatever, like now, now, now. <laughs> Instant gratification. We all want it. I know. We can't always all get it when we want it. And again, it gets back to maturity as you get older and wiser, you realize that when we're much younger, mm. we have a lack of patience and a lack of understanding because we don't have that experience under our belts. So if you can take one piece of advice, it's this, try to exercise a little bit of patience. It really is, you know, it's, it's a trite but true cliche. Patience is really a virtue and it, it's so important to have in life in every facet I think of life. And I think a lot of patience is derived when you have to deal with difficulty in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's, if you have hardship in your life, it mm -hmm. teaches you patience and mm -hmm. it te teaches you um, the art of, of, understanding that something else is going to come along, that you have to wait for it sometimes, and good things are worth waiting for. And I'll tell you another thing that really taught me patience is having children. Yeah. And you as a mother, I probably identify with this, that when you have kids, it's yeah. all about patience. And I remember I had Brad, my son, when he was a baby, and my mom would be there with me a lot because we lived very close in mm -hmm. LA. And she looked at me one day and she said, honey, I cannot believe it. She says, you have so much patience with Brad. I'm so impressed and so proud. I'm like, 
She wouldn't, she wouldn't be saying that about me. <laughs> no, but that really I know your great. mother. I knew her. She was a lovely, lovely woman. I loved Thank your mother you. so much. She would be like, Mindy, you need to take a breath, sweetie pie. <laughs> but when she said that, I have to tell you this many years later, because my son is now 32, this yeah. many years later, I still remember that, and it went such a long way. Yeah, and I think it was in that moment. In and I was in my early thirties, um, so you can kind of tell how old I am. Well, how young I am. You, um, don't, you look like you're in your twenties, but that's another story. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I, that in that. So when you think about that, and people, you know, say something and they observe something about you, if you pay attention and you let it stick. Yeah. You can use that to your advantage in your life every single day. That's really good advice. That's very, very good advice. Because I think people sometimes graze over compliments and they're like, oh, thanks, you know, and they don't really let it soak in. And it would definitely help with a mindset and just know that yeah. you have the ability to do X, Y, or Z. So, so, um, so in your eight years, you were dating a little, you were getting to know yourself a little bit more, kind of regrowing your roots. I mean, the, um, the title of this show is Bud to Blossom. And I think that, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the show today, but like, I truly believe that you're one of my friends that I, I look up to in the sense where I know you're always positive. You look for the virtue and the good in people. Even if you've been wronged, you find like a lesson in things, um, whether it be with your career or, you know, personally or whatever it may be. So I think that's, I mean, I try to have the same um, mindset. I, I always think like if we look at mistakes and find a lesson in them, they're not really mistakes. And because this is obviously a dating show, we'll kind of stick to that mindset with relationships. But even failed ones, I mean, they're not really failures because you take something from them and you can apply it to future relationship and just your own growth, right? Absolutely. And I think we both know that, that if we're smart, we can learn from those failures and those mistakes as long as we don't repeat them. And what I learned from my first marriage was that we were kind of young. So when you're thinking about relationships and dating and possible marriage, um, think about what your priorities are at that moment. Because mm -hmm. I was dating my, my soon-to-be husband at that point but I was still just starting my career and I didn't really step back and say, what's most important to me, my relationship or my career. And really to be very honest, it was my career. Yeah. So I, yeah. I learned the hard way after getting married. So while you're in that dating mode, really examine your priorities and really look at yourself because you're really shortchanging not only you, but that other person, you know, mm -hmm. he was, he was all in and I thought I was too. But you really have to examine yourself. So after we got married, I realized that I couldn't give what I had to give to the marriage to him. And that's why it failed. So mm -hmm. that's why the dating experience is so crucial that you have to give it time. And we went to it through it too quickly. We got, we met, in, listen to this. We met in January, got engaged in May of the same year. And oh got my goodness. In September of the same year. So wow. it was, it was, yeah, it was a whirlwind romance. Yeah. And sometimes they can work out, 
but most of the time, I think they don't, but they are a great learning tool. So then when I got married for the second time, there were things that I looked at in myself before I got married. And I waited another seven or eight years before I got married again. And we were actually married for 17 years, but the dating experience was another two years. So the dating part of things really illuminated where I was at that point. So I took my time during that period Mm -hmm. to get to really know not only him, of course, but myself. Was I ready this time? Was mm -hmm. I really all in? Was I really equipped to handle a relationship where you have to give so much of yourself to that other person and to right. that relationship? Relationships take work. And if you're dating, you should know that. And if you're married, it takes even more work. You know, And so that's why the dating part of things has to be good before you get married. Because if it's already not going so well, it's going to get worse once you get married. I agree. I think people sometimes put like, it's almost like you have a bad marriage. Not that I would ever do this, but I know some people do this. I, you know, I don't know who they are, but I've read articles that some people, <laughs> some people um, asking for a friend, just kidding. Um, some people uh, will ha be having a, in a rut with their spouse and then they'll, they'll say, well, we're just going to have a baby. The baby's going to bring us closer together. But oh. if that's, that's obviously a oh. huge, huge red flag and a huge mistake oh, yeah. and the worst thing to possibly do. But it's almost the same with like, as you're saying with the dating phase, you know, if you're fighting with, even if you're engaged, if you're having fights like that, like that, I mean, everyone has arguments and stuff like that, you know, but right, if course. you have, if you're fighting more than you're getting along, then why in the heck would you think getting married is a, bad, is a good sh idea, right? Absolutely. You need to reevaluate before it's too late because once you're married, it's a lot tougher, first of all, uh, overall for the yeah. relationship. But yeah. secondly, then to have to go through a divorce and all oh, of that is yeah. so emotionally draining and it's so brutal. difficult on, yeah, on every yeah. level as we know. Yeah. So I say, you know, cut bait while you can, be smart about it and know what you're getting into with marriage. It is not easy, but if you meet the right person, it can be you know, the best thing, but you, but it's going to be, it's going to be difficult at times. And they, are you willing to go through those ups and downs? Right. You know, life you is put in not the work. always, yeah, not, life is not always a bowl of cherries as we know. So yeah, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to stick to it when times are tough, you know, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, for, in, you know, in, in wellness and health and, and wellness and sickness. And those are all things that can take a real toll if you don't have a really strong bond to begin with. Right. No, that's very true. So I pulled an article because I know you have some psychology in you, to say the least. Um, <laughs> um, and I've been recently obsessed with that industry, that field myself. But at any rate, um, this article that I pulled predominantly focused on, on mindset and how healthier and more successful relationships flourish when you and your partner are both of a very sound mindset. Um, it also explores the difference between, you know, um, destiny, like, I am one that believes in probably to my detriment meant to be, um, you know, they're meant to be, this is meant to be. And then I wind up like kind of making excuses or I don't know, putting up with more than I know. I have not doing it right now. I'm just like in a past day or even in my marriage at one point, like accepting more than I probably should have. And, it, you know, because I thought it was 
meant to be. Um, but it, but this article basically explains that it's important, not necessarily to look at romance as quote meant to be, but really just as like, work as you're putting it so you're not disillusioned in, in the sense that everything is going to be like rose colored and everything's going to just work out you have to put the work in and kind of um you know look at it more as an ongoing growth um you know exploration between the two of you yes and i think probably another good piece of advice when it comes to dating is don't rush into anything like I did the first time because that really was a big mistake and you know again there are always exceptions but I right. would say by and large you're better off to take it a little more slowly get to really know that person and, and I'm in that whole dating mode right now as you mentioned right. with this with this guy and um, to be honest with you he was kind of pushing it to go a little more quickly and I pulled in the reins and I said you know what if you want this to work and you really feel that that I'm worth it and I feel that you are we need to take it more slowly and then you, you did you had that conversation that's oh, great yeah. and was I, he and respect I, get, I mean obviously he was receptive because you're with him but like well, was, was he was say. he hurt did he take it that like to mean that you weren't as interested as he was like how how did that go well, first of all, I think it's a good barometer of what that person is, what those, what the objectives are of that person. Right. Because True. When you tell, yeah. When you tell them something like that, it really is illuminating for both of you in right. that relationship. Is he willing to take it more slowly or is this just, you know, one of those flash in the pan relationships where he's just looking for immediate gratification and right. then moving on? Right. So, and it really wasn't a test on my part. I just have learned. You're just being yourself. Yeah. 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 I just, I'm not rushing into anything anymore. So, and he was fine with it. I, you know, I didn't do it in a mean way. I said, look at, I, I really feel there's great potential for us. And I, I want to take this slowly and really try to be as sure as possible because you can't be a hundred percent sure about anything, but right. to be as sure as possible that this is something we both want. And this is something worth putting the time and energy into. And he said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to put it, the work in. I'm willing to put the energy in because I think we're both worth it. And that's, I think we can that's wonderful. have a great relationship. And I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with maturity. You know, yeah. we're older now and we've been around and we know what we're looking for. And we know, you know, the hazards of dating and and more importantly, the hazards of marriage if you don't get into the right ones. So, I, the slow part of it has been working just fine. And, you know, we're now almost a year into the relationship. And I feel like I've known him much longer because mm -hmm. it's more about talking and sharing ideas and talking about experiences and exploring the history of that person. So, you know, what they've been through and then why they are the way they are based mm -hmm. on their experience. And even mm -hmm. if they're only 30, they've still had some experiences in their lives that mm -hmm. they can share with that potential partner for life before mm -hmm. they tie the knot. That's great. So how did you, how did you decide to, to purchase this um, residence with him? That's a big step. It is a big step, especially because we're not married. You know, usually right. those things come after you're married. But I had been looking for a place for probably the last five years. As mm -hmm. I say, I'm, all, I'm in Miami two or three times a year, and it cost me a bloody fortune to stay in hotels because, you know, mm -hmm. I've worked hard and I stay at nice places. So, right. But I spent a lot of money, and I just thought, you know, it's, it's ridiculous to spend this kind of money for a week or two in Miami when I can get a place and come back there much more often to see my son. Right. So, that's, that's great. 
Yeah, and, and the guy that I'm seeing has two kids too, and he's very close to them. And he actually has a daughter who lives in London. So he knows oh. how difficult it is to, to see the kids. And luckily his other son lives nearby where he is. So at least mm -hmm. he has that, but the daughter's far. So I just explained to him, you know, over this year, he hasn't even met my son yet because we wow really so, i guess yeah that uh, would make sense because because he's in florida yeah 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 and but but you know, he wasn't here for christmas he was in colorado with his family i've met his most of his family and mm -hmm. he's met my father and brother but he's yet to meet other members of the family but he's going to meet brad next week which would be great but okay. bottom line is i shared with him that i need to uh, have a place there and i'm looking and i'm probably going to buy and he said you know what i'll go in with you let's do something together and um, so that's what we're doing. And he said, you know what, this will also be good, not only to be closer to your son, but it'll be 3,000 miles closer to my daughter. So when she flies from London, she can land in Florida first. It's oh, wow, that's so true. I was, yeah. When you told me she was in London, I was thinking, wow, you guys have great places to visit. <laughs> Shove me in your suitcase, please. Because um, <laughs> he'll get a two for one with you. <laughs> Well, at least from the being like the third wheel, <laughs> but anyway, that's so funny. Oh, that's, yeah, that's so, wonderful. Yeah, it'll be that much closer for him to go to London. So we just decided to take the plunge and do it. And again, you know, we're not 20 years old anymore. So for no, us, yeah. it's more about let's live for today if we can do it. You know, let's look at the numbers. Let's be really, really smart about this. Uh, and we did. We took our time, made sure that everything you know, was right, that we dotted our eyes, crossed the T's, and everything has come together, and we went into this in a very intelligent way, and I'm thrilled about it, and we're going to be closing next week when we fly there, so I was just signing the paperwork today. That's very so exciting. exciting. That's very, yeah. very exciting. I can't wait but, to visit you there. I'm so excited. Doors always open. You know that, my dear. I know. I, I actually think I'm getting a new PR client in Miami, so we'll Ooh. see. Yeah, okay. that's that's great. That's great. And I'll be down there. Oh gosh, this is like such not the conversation for the podcast. <laughs> but I'll be down there over Christmas vacation for about a week. So well, actually, let <laughs> anyway. me just tell you this. You know, we're talking about dating. You may just that may be a good dating territory. I know. I Janet, you have to keep your eyes peeled for me. There's lots of nice men in Miami. You know I will. <laughs> yes. You know I will. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> very, very nice. Night with nice suntans and such, you know. Well, um, yeah, I don't yes. know how many days of sunshine they get, but we know it's a lot. It, what do they call it? The Sunshine State. We're the, the Sunshine State. state. Yeah, Florida. State. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, okay, believe it or not, we're almost out of time, and we, I've but it's been great con connecting in this way and catching up and learning all about like your love life more than I knew already, and obviously sharing it with all of our listeners and enlightening them and things like that. So let's wrap up and i'd like you to offer some dating advice um to everybody out there um about maybe what not to settle for and what what you think is not necessarily a deal breaker to be open-minded about if you don't not okay policy, but yeah yeah I, you know my first inclination real quickly is to say don't settle ever but Mm -hmm. Nothing is perfect in life. And there may be something about the guy that's incidental, that maybe it's the looks, that maybe there's just something about him, you know, you're not crazy about his hair or his hands or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes you can get that particular, but are we that perfect? You know what I'm saying? No, so and that, that was part of that article too. Humans are flawed. Everybody's going to have an issue. Exactly. Yes. yes. So look yeah. at yourself and not be so critical of others. And again, give that person a chance, put some time into it. 
go slow, but if you feel you found somebody of character and good quality and integrity, I say put some time into it because it's tough to find that kind of person out there. I, it's, it's sad to say, but you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's tough to find, to find a person who's honest and transparent and, and uh, you know, has the right intentions. If you find those, those qualities in a person, I say, please give it time and, and go for it if you can. Because it's okay. tough to find, tough to find. That's looks great. are important, but they're not everything. And looks no, they they're not. I I think that to me that's like the second. Mine's more about the energy and the personality. Yes. So I, my question, I have another question. Sorry, I lied. So this <laughs> this new gentleman um, that's in your life, not really new anymore. Your your boyfriend, does he have the same energy as you? Because you have a lot of energy like I do. So <laughs> I tend to gravitate to people with that same energy level. But then some of my friends are like, that's a lot of energy in one room, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're both like whoa, 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 like on half of one another <laughs> you know I'm so they're like you should really look for somebody that's the opposite of that but I don't know so what I'm curious to know what his personality is like I'm sure it's that's amazing good, that's a very good question because he is super low-key but what's really important what works for us which is critical to me is he's really athletic and he loves to hike, loves to bike, loves to swim, loves to ski, loves all the stuff that I love to do that we can get out and be active. He is not a couch potato. So even though he's more chill, more laid back than I am, he'll do anything. I mean, he's always doing something athletic. He's in great shape and so am I. And that's what matters to me most is if he doesn't have to have the energy level of me and you as far yeah. as, ah, you know, yeah. but he <laughs> does have to have the energy level to be out there and doing things because I could never be happy with a couch potato. I'm sorry to no. all the couch potatoes. I know. And I hope that no one is doing that because it's not good for your health. You know, sitting is the new smoking. You need to get up and move. And that's yeah. so important to both of us. And that was one of the early on things that I really tested him on. And he did the same with me. Yeah. He's like, do you like to get out? Do you like to move? Do you like, to, you like sports? Do you like to travel? And all those things we have in common. So again, you're dating. Make sure you have the most important things to you in common because okay. that's where you're going to gel and that's where you're going to find success in a relationship. Okay. Love it. So you, you're just the talker of the two of you, but that's okay. We like to talk, right? <laughs> that's right. And no, I'll get him to talk. What we have that's to say is very important. And I know you say that half in jest because you have to be a good listener too. Yeah. I, I, I make sure that I do. I'm just teasing. No, that's know, good. I, I can't wait to meet him. I'm really happy for you. And Mazel Tov on your, on your house. I'm very, very excited oh, thank for Thank you, you so much, honey. You know, I love you and I thank you so much for this time. And I wish everybody good luck in their dating experiences. And, it, you know, you will find the one when it's right. Thank you, Jan. Right. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. You know that. All right. Okay. Honey. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.